Motivate with KAT is an online enrollment team training platform. If you need to increase convergence across the board, train your team on how to effectively communicate with prospective students, learn accountability, manage upcoming class starts, and so much more, head on over to lessonsthatmotivatewithcat.com to learn more. Hey guys, this is your host, Kathy Belletti, and welcome to another episode of Ed Up Career Schools, The Scoop. We're taking a deep dive into how career schools have been able to inspire, support, and place their students over the years into the careers that they deserve. As a bonus, get out that pen and paper. You're getting some free admissions tips on how to get immediate results. Hey everyone, welcome to another groundbreaking episode of Ed Up Career Schools, The Scoop with your host, Kathy Belletti. Today I have someone really special that I would love to introduce to you guys. Um, this lady has been an inspiration definitely to me, and I know hundreds of people that had the pleasure of being around her. So let me just give you some facts, but I have to pull out my scroll first. <laughs> she has uh, won the top 100 Healthcare Leaders Award. She was also 2021 Honoree for Healthcare Heroes. She received an award from Senator Martinez for her amazing work in business. She was also featured on Fox 5 Good Day Street Talk for the amazing work that she has done for her students. For example, graduating over 1,500 students. So I can actually go on for hours bragging about this person, but I'm going to give her the opportunity to introduce herself. So please welcome owner and founder of Ideal School of Allied Healthcare and Ideal Home Care Services, Nicole Laborde. How are you, Nicole? Hi, Kathy. I'm doing well. Thank you for the invitation. For, As, a, moment, for a moment, I was asking, who, who is she talking about? <laughs> Oh, man. Thank you for being here. You know, when you accomplish so much, you sit back and you say, oh, wow, that is me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really excited um, to have you here, Nicole. Um, what I want to start with, you know, I had the pleasure of listening to your interview on Fox 5 Good Day Street Talk. And I must say, I was so inspired, excited. It made me feel that I can actually take on anything <laughs> that I ever take my mind to. You know, so if you don't mind, can you please start off with um, your background and your journey when it came to healthcare and opening a school? Sure. So um, obviously I, I'm, I was not born and raised in, in America. Mm -hmm. I I migrated from Haiti when I was uh, a young girl, about 15 years old, uh, simply with a, a dream and a vision. I had absolutely nothing attached to my name. Again, just a dream and a vision and, and fear, if I may add, mm -hmm. coming to a country where the language is, is different, foreign, um, the culture is totally different. It was a culture shock to me and I had to uh, get used to this new way of living. So after I graduated high school, fast forward, I had no idea what I was going to do. 
uh, because of a lack of guidance. Um, you know, when you grow up and you don't have too much positivity going around you, it was very difficult to figure out my path. Wow. But yes. Uh, but after I graduated high school, I, I didn't go directly to college. I enrolled in uh, a trade school or career school as a nursing assistant. And this is where really my journey started. So as a nursing assistant, I worked in different nursing homes. I did private care and I decided I had to have a goal that I was not going to remain as a nursing assistant forever. My goal was to do this for five years and to go uh, to nursing school. Well, my goal became reality in four and a half years. Wow. So as I was working full-time, multiple jobs as a nursing assistant, I was also going to school to become a licensed practical nurse. So I graduated as a licensed practical nurse. I worked again, multiple private jobs, um, you know, nursing homes. And I remember one day a nursing assistant from the nursing home where I worked came up to me and said, you know, you are very smart and, and why don't you go back to school to become a registered nurse? And I said to her, I'm very satisfied where I am right now. And the reason for that answer was not really because I was satisfied. Mm -hmm. It's because I didn't have the, the positive people around me to push me, to let me know you can do this. Mm -hmm. So she said, you know, I'm going to, to the college to pick up an application. I'll, I'll get one for you. And I did not argue with her. <laughs> sure thing. She, she went and she brought me back an application. I filled out the application and the rest is history. I got accepted into the nursing program. I went on to uh, getting my, my bachelor's degree in nursing at Stony Brook University Hospital, where I also worked as um, a registered nurse. And as I was working as a registered nurse, a lot of people, family members, clients, they were coming up to me and asking me, where can I get some help? When my mom gets discharged, I have to go to work. I have a family. I, I, I don't know what to do. And the idea of starting a home care agency uh, started uh, surfacing. And I realized I can also make a difference in my community, not just as at the bedside as a registered nurse, but also in my community. And I started asking myself questions. What can I do to help those in need of help in their own community? to help them remain in the comfort of their homes for as long as they possibly can. And I, was, I started doing research and let me tell you, it was not easy to find the answers that I was looking for back then. Mm -hmm. And what I did, I went through the process of uh, uh, getting uh, a name and registering the name 
and uh, getting my tax ID and learning how to, what insurance will I need? What, what are the taxes, my liability? And it was uh, an odious um, uh, research. Mm-hmm. And finally, I put some things in place and I, and I said, let me test it out. What did I mean by test it out? I said, let me put um, an ad in my local paper and see what the response will be like. Let me tell you, the response was overwhelming. Overwhelming. Not only did I get phone calls from uh, people who wanted to just do grocery shopping, can't leave my house. Can someone help me with the grocery? I can't pick up my prescription. Can someone help me do that? And I I was overwhelmed with the need in the community. So this is how the, the journey for the home care started, just to make a long story short. And then we start, I started, seriously, because we would be here forever. <laughs> and, and as I started really going into the homes and, and to help, you know, people in, in, their, in their own homes, I realized, wait a second, now I'm having a hard time really finding quality people to go into those homes. So... The shortage, we already had a shortage in, in the hospital setting, in, in the nursing home settings when it came to nursing assistants. Mm-hmm. And I was seeing that same shortage in the community. And that's when the idea of starting a training school began. So what can I do? Now, I have this home care. I, I need people to go in and take care of this, these people. What do I do? So I started the training school with only two programs, the home health aid, because we needed to train people to go out Mm -hmm. in the community. And then the nursing assistant, why? Because we needed people to go, to be trained, to go into nursing homes and hospitals to take care of those in in these institutions. So this is where um, these two dreams uh, became a reality. Wow. You know, Nicole, you are the real life example of our average career student. You know, the fact that you said you didn't have anyone positive in your corner, that's our student. You know, sometimes people don't realize that our family and friends are the ones who are enabling us to stay exactly where we are. And it takes, you know, someone who's external to say, you know what, you could do this. Who told you that you can't do this? I love your story. What were some of the challenges that you actually faced when it came to opening up the school? It was, it was very challenging, believe it or not. First of all, I couldn't find the information. And it's, mm. it's an idea that I had since 2006. I researched and researched and I couldn't find how to become a, a licensed uh, training school. You know, I didn't want to start a business not knowing the ins and outs. Mm -hmm. And finally, in 2011, you know, God sent someone my way who was able to assist me in putting this together. But let me tell you, the red tapes, the hoops that I had to jump to get this license was, was really disheartening. But, you know, I'm not one to give up so easily. Oh, yeah. I had to write to, to, to the governor at the time it was Cuomo. I had to write to the governor 
I had to write to the Commission of Education because that institution made it so difficult for me to get the license I applied. And they took such a long time to respond back to me. And I got to a point where they denied my application. Wow. After I, I went and, and rented a, a place and gave my, my uh, security deposit, I started my build out just to find out that institution says you took too long. In the meantime, they took too long and were denying your application. Oh my God. So that's when, that's when my battle started. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not <laughs> giving up. I am not wrong. I submitted everything that you have asked me, but your field rep took so long to get back to me, kicking things back, not responding timely. So my deadline expired. It's not my fault. So you are going to do due diligence to help me get this license. I wrote everyone that I possibly could. I went to different meetings. And finally, finally, after two years of battle in 2013, they awarded me that license. So that was my challenge. <laughs> oh, man. Let me ask you, Nicole, what was it that kept you going? I know there's so many people out there who want to open schools, who want to open businesses. And when they hit this little roadblock, they're like, you know what? Maybe it's not meant to be. And they kind of throw in the towel. And in some cases, they just never revisit that dream again. What was it within you that said, I don't care what is happening right now. I'm going to find a way to make this happen. You know, I felt, um, I felt this, this is a calling for me. It's not just, you know, running a, a business. And I felt this, this is my purpose on earth. Yeah. There, there were times, uh, trust me, I wanted to give up so badly. I can only imagine. Oh my God. There were times when everyone was sleeping at one, two, three o'clock in the morning. I was up thinking, I was up praying, I was up crying. And, uh, and I'm like, I'm giving up, I'm giving up the next morning for whatever reason, I found the strength to continue to fight because mm -hmm. to me, it was cause worthy to fight it, to, to help, you know, society, to help people get into because it was so hard for me. My path was so difficult and I felt it was necessary to give back to people who have the same walk, people who are immigrants like me, mm -hmm. you know, young folks that have graduated high school, uh, uh, despite it doesn't matter ethnicity, but you have young people, they've graduated high school and they have no clue what they wanted to do, what they want to do. I felt it was my my somewhat responsibility to, yeah. to continue that fight and just so I can help someone and also help myself, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, I think this is a very important message for a lot of people because I feel that when God puts something on your heart, you know, a lot of times it's very easy to give up when the storm, you know, <laughs> starts to get bigger. But I feel like if he gives you that thought in your heart, that means that, okay, there's going to be some storms coming, but I have to find a way to persevere. And your story is so inspiring. I think so many people are going to learn so much from what you have to say. So let's skip to COVID for a second, because, you know, this pandemic has been staring us in the face 
you know, for a couple of years now. And unfortunately, you know, so many schools and businesses were affected. And so how were your school and your, um, your home agency actually affected by COVID and how were you able to bounce back? It's, it's, it's a good question, Kathy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in March of 2020, my school, I, I remember it vividly like it was yesterday. Yeah. March 20th was the last time my school opened because we had to close and we closed for three months. Wow. And my, my brother who also works with, for me, uh, was very concerned. He said to me, wow, you're going to be closed for a while. Are we ever going to come back? Mm. What, what is your plan? And I looked at him and I said, oh, I'm not worried at all. We are going to come back. And when I come back, we're going to be better. We're going to be stronger. And he looked at me and he didn't say a word. Wow. And when I told him that, I meant every single word. I believed every single word. And in March, in April, I caught COVID. Jeez. My husband caught COVID. And I almost lost him to COVID. Ah. Yeah, he ended up in the hospital with oxygen, with uh, double lungs, COVID pneumonia. Yep. But anyway, as I was uh, battling through COVID, mm -hmm. I worked from home with my staff. And this is what I told my staff. I said to them, I will not be able to, I may not be able to give you a paycheck right this week, but here's what I need you to do. I need you to trust me. And you know, I'm a woman of my word. I have integrity. <laughs> I'm going to ask you to work from home. And here's what your responsibility will be. You will contact every single student every week, if not every day, to find out how they're doing. Mm. I want you to tell them not to worry, this will pass, the school will reopen and give them potential dates. And any referrals that we've received, you will contact them immediately. Give them information about the school and give them potential dates as far as when we will reopen. And uh, God bless her, she said, of course, I'll volunteer my time. You don't even have to pay me. I said, no, no, no. I don't believe in that. <laughs> I need you to put in a timesheet every day and every hour that you worked. So I delegated different tasks to different, to different employees. So we did that from March until we reopened June 15th of 2020. Wow. And let me tell you, Kathy, when we reopened, we reopened better. We reopened stronger. 
those uh. who were already enrolled, they thanked us for not giving up on them. Some of them wanted to give up. Some of them lost loved ones. Some of them lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. And so they thanked us because we did not give up on them. Of course, when we came back, I had to put all kinds of uh, safety uh, measures in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not having full classes, trying to keep the six feet. Uh, you know, at one point I had all of them wearing uh, face shields wow. for their protection and uh, doing temperature checks mm-hmm. uh, before they enter the building for, for them, for staff members, for, for visitors, having them uh, do this questionnaire, you know, were you infected? Were you exposed? What have you? We, we did that from when we opened um, in June. And I have to tell you, um, my enrollment in 2020 was 30% up from wow. 2019. Wow. Wow. That That's is- how. Yeah, so that's how the school uh, came back, and uh, and we did very well in um, last year. Mm-hmm. We went from six hundred students um, in six hundred students in twenty twenty to eight hundred students in twenty twenty one. Jeez, and. As far as the uh, agency is concerned, mm-hmm. we got hit really hard as well. Uh, but I remained open the whole entire time, whereas other agencies they 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 were closed. They were working from home, and some of them are still working from home. I I really didn't believe in working from home. I said, you know, it's a uh, people's business. I may have aides who want to come to my office because they have an issue they want to discuss and they don't want to discuss it over the phone. There's got to be someone face to face. So we, we stayed open. Uh, of course we had, uh, safety measures. I had safety measures in place. They, people came in to workers came in, uh, to the office, uh, by appointments. Um, we did new employee orientation virtually. So I, I had to refigure how to run my business. Uh, we lost a lot of clients in, in terms of they didn't want anybody to come to their homes. So in that sense, uh, I lost a lot of business. Um, it was tough, but we're here. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's amazing. You know, I just went through the same thing that your husband went through recently. So I can totally understand how painful and stressful that situation could have been, you know, being in the hospital with COVID and pneumonia and being on oxygen, I totally get it. But, you know, you're here today because of your leadership, you know, in a lot of different schools, guess what? Some of those staff members would have said, I am out of here. (laughs) But because of your leadership and the trust that you built within your staff, that's why they held on. And that's why your school is going so strong right now. And I think this is really going to help a lot of different schools who are still trying to, you know, get right back on their feet. To use you as an example, that that's just amazing. Okay. Well, you know, Nicole, when it comes to our career um, students, you know, what's the major two things that they're always looking for? 
how much is this going to cost me? And are you going to be able to find me a job? So we all know that we can't always guarantee placement for a lot of different reasons. But how have you been able to support your graduates when it comes to job placements? So the, um, my home health aides, I, I tell them in orientation, my staff tell them in orientation, Mm-hmm. The agency is around the corner. You have first choice. So the moment that you complete your program, you can work immediately with the home care agency. That's awesome. So that is a plus. Absolutely. You know, from day one, the recruiter from the home care side goes to the classroom and he tells them about, um, you know, what we offer, what we are about, and they all get so excited. There are times if I have, if I have some free time in my schedule, I would go into the class just to tell them, this is my story. This is where I started. You know, at one point I was right where you're sitting and you can do it. So they are happy. So they come and they enroll. They, they um, apply with our agency. Those who don't want to apply, I refer them to other home care agencies. Mm-hmm. Same thing with my nursing assistants, phlebotomy, medical assistant. In fact, my medical assistants, they are, they are so successful wherever they go to have their internship, they mm-hmm. are hired on the spot. That's I don't awesome. Even have to, I, I don't even have to call anywhere. They are hired on the spot. My phlebotomist, EKG TAC, all of them, we are, we have affiliation right now with nursing homes that are paying for some of these students, graduates when they're done, where they go for their uh, nursing, uh, for their internship, for um, their nursing assistant, they are hired. So that's what we tell them. L- listen, the sky is the limit. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is want it and go after it. Not just want it, but you have to go after it. Exactly. <laughs> and it, it will happen. So th- there's no issue there getting them um, jobs because we assist them. We help them with resume building. In fact, I just um, hired someone to not only uh, help them with resume, but to do uh, practice interviews, interview skills uh, with them. Super important. So they they don't have, we we help them to the best of our ability. But of course we tell them, you also have to do your part. Yep. 100%, 50-50 relationship. So your school has also won the best of HOPOG (laughs) award. In other words, Business Hall of Fame, two consecutive years in a row, might I add. (laughs) So what do you think actually contributed to that success, Nicole? Customer service. That That is very important. And I tell people, when you are in business, it's not just about in business to make money. Mm hmm when you are in business, especially uh, uh, service business, people's business, you have to put them first. Absolutely. And, and if you invest the time in them, you take the time to, to guide them, the rest will come. So I think that's what contributed to, to the awards, uh, really caring for them, helping them, 
whichever way we possibly can, uh, guiding them. I think that's what made the difference there. You know, I definitely agree with you. I think um, some of the most successful businesses are the ones who are actually open because they're serving. That's super important. And I think that that's a point that's missed when it comes to a lot of schools, when it comes to a lot of businesses that are operating. If you don't have a customer first mentality, you're always going to be struggling. Because remember, our customers, they can sense when you're genuine, you know, and I think a lot of that has definitely contributed to your success. So what is next for Ideal School of Allied Healthcare, Nicole? <laughs> so um, in 2020, after we came back, late 2020, October 2020, what we did, we put, uh, I applied, I wrote the ESL curriculum and applied for uh, the curriculum, which was approved. So nice. that was a big plus for me to get this ESL curriculum approved because I, I serve, especially in my area where I am, I serve a lot of immigrants where um, English is not their first language. Mm -hmm. Because English is not their first language, it becomes a barrier. Yeah. Um, so I felt, okay, if we can teach them to speak the language, doors will start to open for them, whether they want to go into the home health aid program, a nursing assistant, whatever they choose to do, um, they will be able to do that once they get that barrier out of the way. And so what will continue for us in 2022 is to continue with that program. And we're looking and putting a GED and a, a uh, a, a GED as well as a basic computer uh, program for our students in, in the community. So that's what's next uh, for us right now. Oh my gosh, that is going to be huge. Oh my gosh, I'm really excited for that. And so what are your thoughts on the future of career education? You know, a career education has been under a lot of scrutiny um, simply, I think, because people don't understand how important it is. Yeah. I know, uh, I think it was, I want to say 2019, if I'm not mistaken, career schools were under attacks. I don't know if you followed the news. Oh, yeah. Um. So we, we prevailed. Thank God for that. Yeah. <laughs> I tell people I am a product of career schools. College is not always the first choice and it's okay. People think the moment you graduate from high school, the path is college. College, mm -hmm. college is not for everyone. Definitely not. I, I ended up going back to college, mm -hmm. right? but I, this is not how I started. So I want people to have a better understanding of how important career schools are, especially when you get into the field of healthcare. Mm -hmm. Look what's happening right now. There's a nationwide shortage of healthcare providers, starting from nurses to home health aides. So unfortunate. So, yeah. So people need to really 
um, really pay attention to career schools. So I'm bringing someone who does not have, they graduated high school, they don't have a college background, but yet they become nursing assistant. Mm -hmm. These students, these graduates, what do they, where do they go? They fill a spot, a void in a nursing home, a void or a spot in, in, a, in a hospital setting or a clinic, touching lives, helping the sick. So career schools are very important. People just think, you know, they're, they're so small, you know, they're stealing the students' money. Yeah. <laughs> they don't really, yeah, they don't really do anything for these students. Nonsense. I have graduated over 1,500 students. Which is and amazing. most of them are gainfully, gainfully employed right. yeah. in their communities. So what does that do? What does the career school do? It's not just graduating these people, but they are gainfully employed. What does this mean? They are a better citizen in their society. They contribute mm -hmm. to the economy. You know, they, they become role models for their children and others. So I don't understand what this mentality about career schools where all we do is, is take students' money and nothing else. Absolutely. You know, a lot of that has to do with a couple of bad apples, <laughs> right? Unfortunately. But, exactly. Exactly. But I'm so happy that now people have an example, like your school and what you're doing in the community, where they can say, you know what, career schools, they're not that bad at all. You know, they do so much to support and help their students. I'm really passionate about career education because I was the career student, too. And you were the opposite, but I actually started off in traditional school and I said, wait a minute, no, this is, this is not for me. And I ended up going to a career school and ended up graduating with my degree. Okay. And years later, you know, I realized that career schools gave me the skills I needed to be where I am here. Everyone yeah. doesn't have the time to invest. I love that. Now, any last thoughts for our listeners, Nicole? So as I, I always end my, my interviews, I tell people, listen, if you have a goal, you have a vision and you have a dream, mm -hmm. go for it. Of course, you're going to have challenges, but that's what life is about. Exactly. You know, nothing is easy in life. Show me a person, a successful person who never encountered any challenges and I will give you a million dollars. <laughs> Seriously, because there is no such thing, right? Absolutely. So if you have a dream, you have a vision, go for it. You will encounter challenges, continue to move forward. Do not give up on your dreams. Do not give up on your vision. The sky is truly the limit. It's truly the limit. Now, in terms of career schools, I am encouraging young folks who do not yet know what their path is, who do not yet know what they want to do, try a career school. And I'm encouraging healthcare, obviously, because I am a registered nurse. So I'm encouraging healthcare because they are needed. They are needed. It's a rewarding career. You're helping people, you're touching lives and you have a great salary. 100%. 
Thank you so much, Nicole. So there you have it. Uh, Nicole, I just want to say thank you for the work that you do in the community, the support that you give our students each and every day, and how you're always looking for another way where you can help and inspire people to achieve success. Please continue to do what you do and be who you are. I really hope you come back for another episode, Nicole. Thank you for having me, Kathy. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. You too, Nicole. All righty. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of Ed Up Career School's The Scoop with your host, Kathy Belletti. If you love what you hear, do not forget to like and share. Feel free to follow me on LinkedIn, or you can visit my website at lessons.motivatewithkat.com to learn more about how I help career schools grow. Head on over to Apple or wherever you download your podcast content. Leave us a rating, but do not forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Until then, live life 100% you.